minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Oh, 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 oh,
JM in the AM. Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. It's Thursday on this September the 4th, day 9 in the month of Elul, the year 5774. Brand new year is three weeks from today, believe it or not. Sunny today with a high of 86. Clear tonight, low 69. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. A high temperature again, 86 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 88. Tel Aviv at 86. Haifa at 84. And a lot at 102. 70 here in Jersey City. A summer where you can't complain about the weather in this area. <laughs> we've had a lot worse than what we've had this past summer, that's for sure. Barry Weber with the brand new CD entitled Ben Melech. I believe it was just released. We, of course, went straight to the end of the CD for his version of Vafilu. <laughs> I bet you he didn't suspect that that would be the first song of his brand new album played here. Uh, Yaeli Greenfeld had Elo Kai off the brand new Sheer. Mordechai Ben David as well with Eitz Chaim from the Shlomo Yehuda Rechnitz uh, double CD. Shlomi Daskal had the Shades of Green volume three. Yaakov Shweki's Kolot. And I thank him for joining us yesterday here at JM and AM. A great conversation with Yaakov Shweki about his summer in Israel and the amazing event that happened in Caesarea in the midst of everything that was going on. Really an amazing uh, conversation. If you missed any of it, we have an archive section at jmtheam.org. And I noticed that the interview has been making the rounds uh, around the web. Enjoy it. Thought we had some... Uh, Wonderful themes yesterday during our conversation. And Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. 22 minutes before 7 o'clock, heading to school, heading to work. I thank you for heading there with us here at JM and the AM every single Monday through Friday morning between 6 and 9. Malcolm Honeline tomorrow morning. We'll do the weekly update tomorrow morning at about 7.40. Go through the events of this week, and boys, there are a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about, that's for sure. By the way, I want to... F- <laughs> I want to thank listener Yehudis on the NSN app at about midnight. She wrote, the best way to hear the first hour of JM and the AM is to tune in at midnight later that day. (laughs) That's a good strategy. I like that. (laughs) So for those of you who are listening late at night or very, very, very early in the morning, I thank you for taking advantage of what we call the uh, JM and the AM replay every single morning at midnight Eastern time. I thank you for that. Uh, well, today's an interesting day because uh, you know how it is. It's always an interesting day when uh, it's Thursday at the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, one of the reasons it's interesting is because uh, Miriam L. Wallach, who is um, going to be on right after Charlie Harari this morning, has announced that uh, on That's Life at 10 o'clock this morning, she will start season three, her season premiere with a splash, a splash of ice water. It says here, the moment three people have been waiting for, she takes the ALS challenge live during the show. Now, I don't know of anybody who did it live. I assume there must have been a television personality, right? There must have been somebody around the world who actually did it live at some point. This will be live. You'll hear it on the stream. You'll hear it on the app. And then, of course, the video will get posted shortly thereafter. Uh, I don't know if I get the privilege of dumping the water on her, but um, that line may have some people on it, those who actually want to dump the ice water on her. Uh, but anyway, today, as she will speak with author and activist Dr. Nora Gold, 
Her latest book is almost prophetic, deals a lot with uh, what's happening on, on the academic scene regarding Israel. Also, outgoing national president of Amuna Fran Hermes uh, joins Miriam, and then, of course, the ALS challenge. So get ready for that. It should be very, very interesting. Uh, by the way, uh, later today, the um, the stun show that is on right after the live lunch, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern time, Mark Zamek and new stunt show host Leora Zamek will be discussing the brand new season of what you're going to be hearing at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, they'll be joined by our uh, assistant program director, Danny Goldberg. Mark and Leora will play a couple of uh, popular Jewish wedding songs and discover that their originality is not as many may think. That's all today at 1 o'clock, a very interesting conversation, I'm sure. With Mark Zamek, Leo Zamek, Danny Goldberg, and uh, a look at uh, what's ahead during yet another amazing season of the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, six, uh, what are we at? 18 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's Thursday at JMDAM. Charlie Harari is going to join us. We'll talk about his his uh, slot at 9 o'clock this morning right after JMDAM, which has been renamed the boardroom, and we'll explain all that coming up. And... Um, uh, Michael Fragan will join us in the 7 o'clock hour. I always love getting him on the air. I don't know of a better political analyst, and I've got some questions. So he'll join us coming up uh, sometime in the 7 o'clock hour this morning here at JM and the AM. So here we go. Plenty of stuff to do between now and 9 a.m. Keep it here at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org.
Shlomo Katz, who I assume is still in the area, if he played last night at the uh, Kalbach Shul. If anybody happens to be in a car with him right now, and he has his guitar with him, ask him if he would uh, jump over to Jersey City for a few minutes. (laughs) Can you imagine if we had an impromptu live concert from Shlomo Katz here this morning? That would be pretty amazing. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, Ari Goldwag selection, Alenu. Uh, Achenu from the uh, CD entitled Heyu Nechonim, a, a Deer Shoe release. Barry Weber, brand new with Va'afilu, played that off of his uh, CD Ben Melech, which was uh, just released. JM in the AM coming up, 9 AM. It's uh, the boardroom, as we call it now, with uh, Charlie Harari between 9 and 10 this morning, right after JM in the AM. Charlie with a brand new, brand new title, brand new season. We'll speak with him later on. Uh, 10 o'clock this morning, Miriam L. Wallach, a couple of very interesting guests, plus the ALS Challenge live during the show. I don't know who she'll be nominating, but she will be doing it live on the stream. You'll be able to hear it. Some sidewalk's going to get uh, swamped with water. 11 o'clock for the live lunch until 1, and then, of course, the uh, stunt show, which today features both Mark Zomik and Leora Zomik asking questions and getting answers about the brand-new NSN season. And I hope you've installed the NSN app on your Android or iPhone. Hope you have it with you. And don't forget, tonight, season premiere of Spin Class with Michael Fragan on the stream. No greater political analyst out there, and he'll uh, have a brand-new edition as we get very close to primary day. Isn't Tuesday primary day in a bunch of places? It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world in the web, jmnam.org. Kali Tzal in the background, news from Israel coming up. Sunshine today with a high temperature of 86. Tonight, look for a clear skies and a low of 69. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature 86 degrees. Right now, 88 in Yerushalayim, 86 in Tel Aviv, and 84 in Haifa, 102 degrees in Eilat. Are you planning a trip to Israel this summer? I mean, this Yontif, Rosh Hashanah, and or Sukkis? 
I certainly hope you are. Keep those trips to Israel on your calendar, please. Galait Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the air. Galitzal Ashash Time, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Ashav, Shuv Yeri Misuria Lehivun Ramata Golan, Katavenu Batsafon Gaivaron. Azakan Ishmeabi Shuvet Sfonu Merkaza Golan, Bikot Ziliganu Sefet, Shel Milhemet Ezrahim Bisuria, Letoch Shetah Israel, Bistakakol Nirshimane Filahat, Peshetah Patuach Pitsfona Golan, Lelonif Gaim Velonezek, Vahim Shabu Lishigra. עימות בכנסת במהלך דיון פגרה מיוחד שיזמה האופוזיציה על תמיכת הממשלה ביישובי הדרום והקיצוץ הרוחבי במשרדי הממשלה. יושב ראש שס, אריה דרעי, אמר ששר האוצר לפיד מסרב לדבר ולהיפגש איתו. להבדיל מחבר הכנסת הרב גפני, אני לא יכול לפנות לשר האוצר ולהגיד לו שאני רוצה לדבר איתו בארבע עיניים כיוון שהוא לא רוצה לדבר איתי. כן, מה אני יכול לעשות? הוא לא רוצה לדבר איתי, אז אני... אין לי מושג. אני אדבר עם מי, אני אדבר לחבר הכנסת. לפני כן התעמתו סגן השר אופיר אקוניס, שנאה מטעם הממשלה, וחברת הכנסת סתיו שפיר מהעבודה. מה ממשלת ישראל מבטיחה לדור שלם של צעירים, שבמלחמה הזו רצו ברגע שזימנו אותם לצו שמונה, בלי לחשוב אם יהיה להם אחר כך כסף לשלם שכר דירה? הרמה האינטלקטואלית שלכם, חוסר היכולת להקשיב לאמת, הדבר הכי מדהים הוא, בכל השיח הזה, המתנשא והיהיר, שהציבור לא קונה את השקרים שלכם. ממשלת גרמניה תפצה ניצולי שואה על ילדותם שנפגעה בזמן מלחמת העולם השנייה. כתבתנו עופרי אשל. 75 אלף ניצולי שואה שהיו ילדים בגטאות, במחנות הריכוז, או שחיו תחת זהות בדויה או במסתור בזמן השואה, יקבלו מענק חד פעמי בסך 2,500 אירו, כ-12 אלף שקלים, כפיצוי על ילדותם האבודה. לשם כך יקים משרד האוצר הגרמני בשיתוף ועידת התביעות קרן מיוחדת בשם ילדי השואה, בסך 250 מיליון דולרים. הקרן תתחיל לפעול ב-1 בינואר לאחר שתאושר על ידי הפרלמנט הגרמני. המשטרה עצרה חמישה חרדים שנשכבו לפני דחפורים שעבדו באתר בנייה בבית שמש. המפגינים טוענים כי העבודות בשטח מחללות קברים. כתבנו יותם ברגר מוסר שפעילות הטרקטורים נמשכת כעת והמשטרה מאבטחת את המקור. מאות חולי סכיזופרניה לא מקבלים את התרופה פלודיקט מזה כמה חודשים. כך נודע לכתבתנו יערה שפירא. לפני תשעה חודשים החליטה היצרנית היחידה בארץ של התרופה לעבור למפעל חדש והפסיקה לייצר אותה באופן זמני. המלאי של חברת התרופות אוניפארם שמשווקת למוסדות הרפואיים אזל ומזה כחודשיים לא ניתנת הזריקה לחולים. כפתרון זמני מקבלים המטופלים תרופה חלופית בצורת גלולות, אבל חולים רבים מתקשים להקפיד על נטילתן ספורט, מאמן מכבי חיפה בעונה שעברה אריק בנאדו בריאיון ראשון מאז שעזב את הקבוצה. הנה קטע מדבריו, בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם אלי ישראלי ודניאל זילברשטיין. ברור שהתהליך היה צריך להיות יותר איטי ואולי אחרי כמה שנים שאני מאמן בנוח ולקבל סבורים עם טיפה טרניסה, אבל זה קרה מה שקרה, אז אתה לומד תוך כדי תנועה גם וגם הצלחנו תוך כדי תנועה. אני עם עצמי יודע מה היה יותר טוב, מה היה פחות טוב, איפה החלק שלי, איפה החלק של אחרים, אבל למדתי המון, באמת המון, בשנה אחת לפי דעתי היה כמו עונה של חמש-שש שנים, אז מבחינתי אני יודע שאני מאמן יותר טוב ממה שהייתי בתחילת שנה שעברה. התחזית לסוף השבוע, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות, אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
J.M. and the A.M., they call it Nigun Mandelbaum, the Mizamrim Choir from their brand new CD, Dance with Mizamrim. Before that, you heard the uh, Maccabees with Home of Rummy Kalish and Company with Bashefer, a brand new single that was requested through our app. That's right. Someone actually uh, requested it through the comment section on the NSN app, and I thank you for that. In fact, they uh, then responded, thanks. Love the song. Well, there you go. If you requested it, I would assume you did, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM with sunny weather and a high temperature of 86. Thanks for joining us as we head to us work and school this morning. Great programming on our stream all day long. The Boardroom with Charlie Harari coming up at 9 o'clock. That's Life with Miriam Alwala coming up at 10. In addition to some great guests, she'll be doing the uh, ALS Ice Bucket Water Challenge. She'll be doing it live during the show. Should be very interesting. Undetermined who's actually dumping the water on top of her. But it should be an interesting listen. 11 until 1 for a live lunch at our stunt show between 1 and 2 o'clock with Mark Zamek and Leo Razamek and the brand new NSN schedule. And then tonight, 6 p.m., Michael Fragan with Spin Class, his season premiere, right before primary day. That should be interesting. There's a young man in Brooklyn, New York, who uh, whose name I don't know, frankly. I have to get it. Mayor Weingarten, uh, I'm sure, knows who it is, and I have to ask him. He has uh, developed an action plan of how to um, negate or fight those who are engaged in protests and boycotts against Israel. And his answer is action. Buy from Israel. Buy Israeli items in every grocery aisle and every online purchase and every choice in electronic products. And he went ahead, created this beautiful ad, placed in a bunch of newspapers and on the web, and is encouraging everybody to simply buy from Israel. Make some recommendations with uh, some of the brand names that Israel is well known for and some of them that are not not so well known. And he has created a Buy from Israel campaign. So call it Kavod to everybody who's not only promoting buy from Israel, but is actually buying from Israel at this time. As the um, Someone said to me the other day, they said, you know what, maybe I'll save this line for tomorrow. Maybe I'll mention the line. I think it's an amazing approach to this whole boycott issue, but I'll save it for my conversation with Malcolm Holmline. Malcolm's with us tomorrow morning. Um... 7.40 in the morning here at JM in the AM, 7.40 Eastern Time. Use all the different methods or whatever method you need to tune in, hear the show, and be well-educated about what's happening in this crazy world of ours. Yesterday, L.E.Y. Katz was here. The Young Israel of Teaneck is the place for the first annual Elul Lecture, sponsored by L.E.Y. and Esther Katz in memory of the 25th yard site of Esther's father, or by Joseph Feinstein, a lecture and dessert reception featuring or by Stephen Weil, Happens at 9.30 Saturday night. The topic is the Rambam's analysis of the six spiritual roadblocks that preclude Shuva. Lecture starts 9.30, followed by a dairy dessert reception. As you heard yesterday, um, the, the, the event is free, but there will be a, a recommendation uh, to support the uh, Magain David Adom of Israel. You heard yesterday some of the incredible challenges they had this summer and the great work they do all year round. I don't think anybody would dispute that. And if you're heading to Israel, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot, don't forget you can give blood in Israel at an MDA blood center. Don't forget that. 
A lot of people use the opportunity when they're in Israel to give blood each time. Kolakavod. There'll be community fairs supporting southern Israel with products being sold by vendors from Israel's most affected communities all around town, including this coming Sunday, September the 7th, at Lincoln Square Synagogue from noon until 7 o'clock. Monday night up at White Plains in the Solomon Schechter Lower School. Tuesday night at the Keter Torah Congregation on Romer Avenue in Teaneck. Wednesday night in Staten Island at the JCC. Thursday night uh, at the Hank Early Childhood Center on Hempstead Avenue in West Hempstead. Next Sunday, meaning September the 14th at Hafter, and then Monday, September the 15th at the Kingsway Jewish Center. Join one of the community fairs supporting southern Israel, and uh, you are you are spending will be greatly appreciated. That I can tell you. More coming up 21 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning from JM in the AM.
From the uh, most recent diaspora reunion this past January at the Haas concert. That's a fachda, of course. Oh, gosh. That was magic on stage. Ellie Schwabel with Shabbos Take Me Home before that from the Heart's Mind CD. 7.30 in the morning, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rabbeinu Yonah cites a story in Medrash It relates to Yochumish Tzrurois, the son of the sister of Yosef ben Yoezer. His uncle, Yosef ben Yoezer, was being brought out to be hung. It was on Shabbos. The custom of the Romans was that when they took someone out to be hanged, he was forced to carry the cross to the town square. There, he was to be hung. First, they would make him carry it around the town for a few hours, and then they brought him to the square. If he was too old or too weak to carry it, they would coerce other people to carry it in front of him. This is what they were doing to Yosef ben Yoezer. He was carrying this in front of him. Just then, Yochum rode up on a beautiful horse and he mocked his uncle. See what a beautiful horse Hashem has given me. His uncle answered, 
if this is what Hashem gives to those that transgress His will, then how much more so will He give to those who fulfill His will? Yoakum answered derisively, Look at your horse. In a short while, they're going to hang you on it. His uncle answered him, You see, if this is what happens to those that fulfill His will, then what's going to happen to those who transgress His will? I'm being punished for a slight infraction, like opening my eyes for an instant, or having a trace of an improper thought. But what's going to be your end? The Medrash says at that moment, Rabbi Yosef ben Yoez's words penetrated his nephew's heart. The words that go out from the heart enter into one's heart. We see therefore that even though he was mocking his uncle, it was the most crucial extreme state possible. He was on the verge of death. Yet look at the impact of his words. Yokum immediately did tshuva. He inflicted the four types of capital punishment upon himself. Finally, he fell to his death. He did tshuva shalema, complete repentance. In the meantime, Rabbi Yosef ben Yoezer went into a light trance. He saw the bed of his nephew being carried up to heaven to Gan Eden, even ahead of his. Rabbi Yosef ben Yoezer said, Yoakum of Tzururus has beat me to Gan Eden by an hour. He is about to receive eternal reward. The great Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz comments, We see from this the importance of even a moment of tshuva. One moment of proper repentance can repent for an entire lifetime. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
Simcha Liner. It's called Elio Anavi here at JM in the AM. I want to thank those who are commenting on the brand new NSN app. If you don't have it, search NSN, Nahum Siegel Network, in your Android or iPhone. You won't regret it. Does everything. Could even wake you up, by the way. You know, we had a winner in the reserve cut contest from last week, the retweet a picture contest who can get the most retweets. We had a winner. I have to get to the actual name of that winner, but congratulations. It was actually a pretty exotic photo, I must say, of a uh, beautiful location where they were listening to the NSN app. Got retweeted a bunch of times, and uh, that is the winner, or the winning uh, retweet of the gift certificate to reserve cut in Lower Manhattan. Thursday morning, it's JM and the AM tonight, the season premiere of Spin Class with Michael Fragan. I don't know of a better political analyst than Michael Fragan, and uh, it seems that everybody... Everybody in the world of politics, government, press, everybody wants to know what he has to say every single Thursday night at 6 p.m. You could hear the show uh, tonight on the Nahum Siegel Network, jmnam.org. We call it Spin Class. Michael Fragan, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's great to be back, Nahum. Good morning. Uh, it's been a while since we've spoken, probably months. So I have a, I have a all these months later segment that I want to do with you. You ready? Oh, wow. Hopefully my memory will... Uh, I've had my coffee, so we should be okay. All right. Thank God. All these months later, do you have any more confidence that Chris Christie could get the Republican nomination? No. All these months later, is there any difference in Mayor de Blasio's relationship with the New York Jewish community than it was months ago? No. All these months later, have you figured out why Andrew Cuomo is not really campaigning in the gubernatorial election? Yes. What's the reason? Oh, I thought it was just a lightning round. <laughs> oh, so I have to actually explain these. Uh, he, he's not campaigning because he doesn't have to. And I think that uh, he is a very smart practitioner of politics and he is a very he has a very smart people has very smart people around him and they basically determined that um, there really isn't a lot that that needs to be done on his part in order to get reelected and uh, kind of exposing himself to the rough and tumble of of the political scene and engaging with lesser known opponents only helps them and doesn't benefit him at all. But isn't it, un isn't it an unusual strategy, even when you find candidates who really want to pound the, oppon the opponent? Well, let's assume, let me put it this way. Let's assume that that's his goal, that he'd like to win by as much as possible. You usually see candidates in situations like that really get out there and aggressively campaign. You do. However, in the case where the polling is so lopsided and the opponents are relatively unknown, we have a strange or an increasingly stranger political situation in New York State. New York is becoming increasingly one party. 
Right. And where much of the action is 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 concentrated in a single municipality, which is New York City, right. uh, which dominates so much of of the of the vote statewide. That statewide, you know, some statewide candidates are don't feel the need to do very much of anything. In fact, I would actually the stranger political story is not the fact that Andrew Cuomo isn't campaigning. It's that somebody like Eric Schneiderman is not campaigning. Mm. Eric Schneiderman, a statewide official for four years, right. uh, is is known. I think he polls in the in the low twenties upstate, meaning that any place north of the Tappan Zee, right. he rarely leaves New York City, and he his and and I think he's relying basically on that for to to gain reelection because of the New York City vote. Andrew Cuomo can't actually doesn't campaign per se, but as governor, he travels the state. He spends a lot of time in western New York. Right. He spends a lot of time in the North Country, the Adirondack area. You know, when he goes anywhere in the state, it gets coverage. Yeah, and sure. he, so, you know, not campaigning per se, I meaning he's not debating, because you don't debate when you're to give your opponent any type of, uh, uh, fill, you know, for them to be able to fill that stature gap. But uh, he certainly is making his presence known. People know who Andrew Cuomo is up and down the state and, and all around. But as New York becomes more and more one party and becomes bluer and bluer, it's less necessary for uh, some of these, for Democrats to really engage the electorate. It's unfortunate, uh, but in the end, uh, you, you have to win the election and then, you know, then you deal with the consequences afterward. You'd rather be... You'd rather win and then have to explain it afterward than lose and say, well, you know, we, we ran a very smart and, you know, uh, uh, dignified campaign. I wonder when he throws his hat into the ring for president if certain handlers and analysts will say to him, you know, we don't know if you're a decent campaigner or not. You know, we have no idea if you can get out there and energize the people. I almost feel like I'm uh, speaking on behalf of uh, Andrew Cuomo here, but I think <laughs> as far as that question is concerned, Andrew Cuomo has proven himself in the past. Uh, right. He's run campaigns, run in campaigns. Uh, some have been successful. Uh, actually, most have been successful. One has been spectacularly unsuccessful, like when he ran for governor in 2002. Right. That was incredibly unsuccessful. And if you recall, he actually pulled out of the Democratic primary prior to uh, primary day. So he, so that was a very uh, poor campaign. And he learned his lesson when he ran for attorney general in 2000, uh, 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 in, later in 2006. Um, ran a very very smart campaign against a uh, you know a, a crowded field against Mark Green and some other very well known uh, politicos, and since then he has really uh, done a very uh, I think very astute job of of, of political management, and uh, you know he's done that very effectively. I mean, look at the genius of his Israel trip. Okay, he has the first. Kind of, I'd say, crisis of his of his governorship. Okay, meaning that the Moreland Commission comes right. out, and the New York Times basically points the finger at him and says, you know, you you promised to clean up Albany, but you're part of the problem, not part of the solution, and that kind of thing. You know, it, it's I don't, the public, unfortunately, doesn't care about public corruption as much as they should, but certainly it's not something that have uh, the New York Times screaming from the rooftops that you're a bad guy. So what does he do? 
He takes his first foreign trip to Israel. Not only that, he brings the bipartisan leadership of the legislature with him. <laughs> and at a time, really, and, and you know, we might say, oh, New York governor goes to Israel. You know, that's a, you know, uh, not dog bites man story. Not really much, no, not really much news here. But really, I think, you know, sitting here and, and most of our listenership out there really feels, you know, Israel really needed that. Uh-huh. And that was a great thing. And I would say that Republicans and Democrats alike should praise him for having done that. Right. And it, it's uh, and he changed the story. Uh, that That's really, you know, his, the whole answering questions about the Moreland mess and the Moreland Commission, and I'm sure plenty of people out there don't know exactly what the Moreland Commission is. We'll talk about it later uh, this evening on the show. But uh, but Andrew Cuomo managed to change that, and that's, in my mind, that's political genius. And he's doing the smart things necessary to make sure that he secures re-election. Timing is everything, huh? Michael Fragan with us live via telephone. So what's it like that uh, so many people, especially in the world of government, politics, press, are all anxious to hear what you have to say every single Thursday night? Well, look, it's better than the attention that I get at home. So <laughs> uh, I, I have to say it's definitely a step up. Uh, <laughs> There's no quite, there's no, it's fun to talk about politics. I mean, nothing, we both engaged in it, uh, very, uh, uh, with, you know, a lot of banter, a lot of serious talk over time. And there's no question, as, as you like to say, and I think it's a great line, politics is a great spectator sport. Yeah. And, uh, there's no question, there's so much going on. Uh, I should remind the audience out there that Tuesday, September 9th, which is this Tuesday, is primary day in New York State. And there actually are primaries going on. Uh, we're probably where you live. There's a statewide primary if you're a Democrat, which is, uh, which is the gubernatorial primary and the lieutenant governor primary, which is actually an important one this year. So, uh, there's a lot going on. There's always something. And now we're getting upon the, the midterm election, which, uh, control of the United States Senate is at stake. Uh, in theory, control of the House is at stake, but most people don't think the House is gonna have any type of changes. Right. But control of the United States Senate is at stake. And that takes us then straight into presidential politics for 2016. I know we're sitting here, you know, we just finished uh, the lazy August of 2014. We already got to look ahead two years for the presidency. Now, I, this is not a loaded question. I really don't know who you've been working with this summer, and I really don't know, um, uh, you know, if there are any races specifically that this audience would pay even, you know, more attention to. Is is there a race for this Tuesday or any time in September uh, in, you know, noticeably Jewish areas that might be of interest to this audience? Whether you, And again, if you want to mention, if you are working with someone, you could say, you know, who it is so that everyone realizes, you know, what side you're on. But uh, but is there anything of interest? Well, there's nothing, there's nothing I'm engaged in right now that has a primary. So uh, so we're, sa- we're safe for that. Okay. However, there are races certainly of interest, uh, mostly if you're a registered Democrat, which many... Jews in New York City are right. registered Democrats, and you have some very uh, significant races. For those of you living in Riverdale, there's a very um, interesting primary. I'm not sure how competitive it'll be in the end, but uh, Senator Jeff Klein is being challenged by former city councilman, former assemblyman, former attorney general Oliver Capel, mm-hmm. uh, who who actually hails from Riverdale, right. uh, lives in the Fieldston area, and that's a that's a primary. It may or may not be competitive. It's kind of unsure because they don't necessarily, you know, there's not a lot of polling on this. I would say Jeff Klein has, has the edge in this one. Jeff Klein is the state Senate co-majority leader. Uh, you have in, in Brooklyn, 
You have an interesting primary, which is a rematch of uh, sitting assemblyman Steve Simberwitz uh, taking on uh, Russian-American Ben Axelrod, who is uh, who is it from Jew. And there's an interesting dynamic. Most of the community leadership is support is supporting Simberwitz, but there is a very, I, you know, and I use the leadership term kind of, uh, uh, you know, loosely. Right. You know, who is who is leader or not? I'm just giving you by the endorsement list that Simberwitz has put out there. So that's another interesting one. If you live in Brooklyn in the 45th Assembly District, and uh, of course, as I said, there's the statewide uh, primaries. Now, nobody expects that Andrew Cuomo was going to lose. This primary, but there is this chatter that potentially his running mate, Kathy Hochul, a former congresswoman from upstate New York, from uh, Buff- from Buffalo, uh, that she actually might lose as lieutenant governor because nobody really around the state really knows who she is. She has been campaigning very heavily in the Jewish community, particularly in the Hasidic community, all around uh, trying to get the Orthodox vote. I think you know Cuomo Hochul is kind of viewed as the moderate. Democratic wing, as opposed to the more liberal, more progressive, or more radical uh, Democratic wing represented by the challengers Tim Wu and Zephyr Kichow, and there are, and there's been a big appeal to the Orthodox Jewish community to go ahead and uh, come out in the Democratic primary that they probably are not so engaged in uh, to support the more moderate uh, Andrew Cuomo wing of the party. So you see fractious uh, politics going on within parties as well. Very interesting. All right, I know we have you behind schedule now. We'll let you go. Anything you want to mention about tonight's lineup? Anybody specific you want to let us know about? Well, the truth is we're gonna, I'm going to be talking a lot on my own, just recapping uh, things. We're going to handicap all the state, all the, I'm sorry, all the U.S. Senate races because the U.S. Senate is, is particularly interesting. There was a time uh, a couple months ago that it was slam dunk for Republicans that they were going to take the Senate because of the the red state nature of, of, of so many Democratic senators who are going to have to defend uh, Obama. And uh, that's not exactly how it's turned out. A lot of the incumbent senators, particularly Democrats, have really held their own in the polling. Uh, and it seems that they, that there is, a, it's, I wouldn't say 50-50, but it's certainly not a slam dunk that the, that the Senate will change hands. And, uh, for, for all of us out there, that has a very significant, uh, very significant uh, meaning or effect on on the politics. If the Senate were to turn to become Republican, uh, the last two years of the Obama administration, I, I'd say, will be quite nightmarish uh, for the president. And I think that you know we, we'd, we'd see nothing compared to the current gridlock. We'd see a lot, we'd see a lot more of that. On the other hand. I could say at the same time that maybe Obama would be forced to deal with it. He would not have any allies in the Senate um, to go ahead to, you know, to use as a crutch. And because he might be blamed a little bit more for inaction and not be able to necessarily just blame it on the Congress, more might get done. I don't know, but there's a lot at stake here uh, for the country. There's a lot at stake for every single person out there listening, uh, except, if, I guess, if you're overseas. <laughs> Very good. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Michael Fragan tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time on our stream at jmnm.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Michael, good luck, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you, Malcolm. Have a great day. There he is, Michael Fragan. Uh, the man appreciates a good spectator sport, in this case, the world of politics. Tune in, folks. There's always something interesting, and like I say, everybody 
in the especially locally, New York City, New York State, Long Island, Rockland County, especially locally, someone is always paying careful attention to what he says or who he's speaking to on the program, 6 p.m. every Thursday night, jmandtheam.org. Very proud of the work Michael Fragan is doing. Eight minutes before 8 o'clock, it's JM and the AM.
born in 135. You see, Second Temple gone and we're exiled. Your mother then stepped up and all she deceived. You had a priest cause she has changed a child. You learned Torah in Tekoa now. So many rabbis knew that you are the champ. You had the wealth, the jewels, land and more. Caesar even came into your camp. So we'll say, Mishnah compiler and great leader was he. He took it all and wrote it down. Hanasi, some called him Rabbeinu Hakadosh, others just Rabbi. Great helper to everyone, that's Rabbi Huda Hanasi. Yes, he decided, cause all were nervous. It's not the loss of the oral Torah. He made the Mishnah into books of six and continued on with Halakha. Gave most of what he had away to less fortunate than he did not exclude. He gave them President of that moved it to Bechiarim. That is where he sat when he left his goof. His life ended here. Shabbat, he'd make Kiddush, take a sip, for his family he'd reappear. When he taught, he'd often stop and cover his eyes, say Shema, then continue the sheer. Taught Rabbi Rabbi Chia, Shmuel Yachinai, and Rabbi Barbachana's there. Lots of spiritual verse in pre what you do here, Hashem's gonna know. He gained the most from his students' mouth, and his colleagues and his teachers' nose. Look at his two hands before he went heavenly. From this world said Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda Hana, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda Hana, Rabbi Huda Hana. J.M. in the A.M. Schlock Rock with Rabbi Huda Hana C. from the Still Not Quite on Broadway. Before that, Benny Friedman from the B'nai Hechala Shabbos CD. First annual Elo Lecture, uh, sponsored by Ellie and Esther Katz in memory of Rabbi Joseph Feinstein, happens this coming Saturday night at the Young Israel of Teaneck, beginning at 9.30 p.m., uh, plus a presentation regarding the important work of Magain David Adom. Uh, Rabbi Stephen Weil will speak on the topic of minefields, Rambam's analysis of the six spiritual roadblocks that preclude Shuva. That is coming up... Um, with the lecture at 9.30, followed by a dairy dessert reception at the Young Israel of Teaneck. Admission is free. Everyone's invited. Check it out for this coming Saturday night. Reminder of a Kanelski and everybody at Brissav Rum welcomes a Sofer who's going to be coming to check mezuzahs and tefillin this coming Sunday at Congregation Shomrei Torah in Hillside, New Jersey. Information 908-289-0770, 908 289 Nefesh Benefesh presents the Untold Stories. Member of Knesset and Nefesh Benefesh Oler by Dove Lippman will reflect on his personal Aliyah journey uh, this coming Monday, 7.30 p.m. at the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale, and then Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. at the Young Israel of Woodmere. Uh, you can register nbn.org.il slash buy it for the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale. And for Tuesday, nbn.org.il slash Woodmere for the Young Israel of Woodmere. Information, of course, 8664-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, and then ALI 
Y-A-H. And finally, Neshe Cares and Maimonides Medical Center invites you to the next program of Mothers of Multiples. The Mothers of Multiples Support Group presents Balancing the Road to Independence. Tuesday, September the 9th, 8 p.m., with Speaker Kreindy Myers, Special Ed ABA Administrator for Yellen Vialda. Uh, happens at Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street, between 9th and 10th Avenues. For information, Mati Atlas, uh, Mati Atlas, rather, is the, uh, contact. Uh, that's Mati Berkowitz's name now, Mati Atlas. And, uh, her email address, Mati, M-A-T-T-I, dot Atlas, A-T-L-A-S, at yahoo.com. There'll be a light dinner, a gift for all attendees, and free parking. Again, be in touch with Mati Atlas about Tuesday night's Mothers of Multiple Support Group. The email address, M-A-T-T-I, dot Atlas, at yahoo.com. Com. Charlie Harari joins us next. Thanks for tuning in. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. <laughs>
from Barry Weber just came out. The song is called Yacha. The uh, album is entitled Ben Melech. Barry Weber, brand new here at JM in the AM. Well, coming up in less than an hour, it's the season premiere of uh, Charlie Harari on the Nahum Siegel Network, coming up at jmtheam.org right after this radio program. And uh, now the program is called The Boardroom, and we'll explain all that coming up. Take this opportunity again to wish uh, Dina and Charlie Harari a Mazal Tov. Moshe's Bar Mitzvah took place um, uh, this past Shabbos. And uh, to the extended Erez and Harari families, we say Mazal Tov from all of us here at uh, JM in the AM. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nussel. It's, it's an honor to be back. How did Moshe's grandparents enjoy the big celebration? I think they enjoyed it very, very well. I think it's even even more fun to have our mitzvah when you're the grandparents. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> you know what they say, a lot of benefits when you're a grandparent. <laughs> Um, reaping the benefits. Yeah, and I guess that's one of them. You get to enjoy it more. But uh, Mazal Tov to you and the entire family. And for those who don't know, uh, Moshe Harari, in addition to everything that I'm sure he did this past Shabbos and through the entire Bar Mitzvah celebration, he also did a Harari video. You actually uh, handed over the baton. You uh, gave over the reins, if you will. And you allowed right. him You allowed him to address the world regarding the topic of bar mitzvah. He did a good job, by the way. I thank you. Yeah, we, we sat together, down together to do something for, your bar, for his bar mitzvah, and I said, okay, what do you want to do? He said, I want to, you know, sort of teach people about Judaism. I said, that's a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so we called up Nesemi Kubasov from H.com, and he said, listen, I'm not going to, you know, it has to be something that I can put up on the on the uh, website. So we, we worked on scripts together, and we filmed, it was a lot of fun, and, uh, Thank God. We hope that people are going to watch it on H.com. Hopefully we're going to watch the video about why is 13 the age to be bar mitzvah. Check it out, folks. It's really, uh, it's, it is a fun video and obviously a tremendous amount of education in there. And, uh, uh, we wish Moshe Harari a, a mazel tov because, uh, in addition to doing great at the bar mitzvah, he did great with the video. All right. Today, Charlie, uh, the season premiere of what we're calling the boardroom. It's a pleasure to welcome you back for yet another year as what I'd like to call the Director of Spiritual Programming for the Nahum Siegel Network, and I say that only halfway tongue-in-cheek. I think it's a uh, it's a position that we want to fill and that you're the right person for it. You know, you realize that Rosh Hashanah is three weeks from today, right? You realize it's a brand new year three weeks from today. Absolutely. Boy. Um, this is, I think, the most exciting time of the year as we prepare ourselves for You like this time of the year. There are people who are nervous, who shake with trepidation when they're in the month of Elul. But you like this time of year. Yeah, I, you know, one of the, you know, it's, it's a segue from Moshe's Bar Mitzvah. The, the, the shekel that he gave was on Ava Tachem. And the way he ended was with a piece from our Rebbe, Moshe Weinberger, who says that, Yira only works if it's born from Ahava, right? Yitzchak was Yira, Avraham was Ahava. There's no Yira in Judaism if it doesn't come from Ahava. People, some, for some reason, Yira has sort of dominated the, the theme of this, this time. And people walk into a time where basically you come back to your dad. And it's, you know, sort of fear factor Judaism. Like, you know, step out of line, you get that. Right. And it's, there's a, there's a bit of truth in terms of, you know, responsibility and consequence, but it has to be tempered with an enormous amount of excitement and love and opportunity. And so, I mean, that's, that's what's possible. 
You know, I was speaking to one of my friends from the Sparta community the other day, and this is something that you could speak to, frankly, because you're very familiar with, with basically every background or, or many, you know, backgrounds in, in, in Judaism. And um, I said, oh, you know, must be a killer, you know, waking up now, Elul, you know, because the Sephardic community has Slichus now, you know, which means really early mornings in the month of Elul compared to the Ashkenazim who start later on uh, in the month. And um, and he said, well, you know, it's a little bit of a different experience. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, yeah, you know, you Ashkenazim. You're, you know, you're, you've got your head down. You're, you're praying for your lives. In the Sparta community, or at least the way we do it in my synagogue, the slichos are a, are a, are a, you know, high-spirited, happy experience, you know, loving life, proclaiming our love for God. Um, you know, so I guess there's a couple of different approaches this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I say slichos, I'm sorry, so I say slichos now. I've been saying it for the past, you know, week or whatever. Right. And the experience there, the words are, you know, still, you know, in, in supplication, but the the experience is in song. It's it's it's, it's much more, you know, in uh, much more of a of a festive feel towards towards um, prayer. Even even by the Ashkenazim, there's a little bit of that left. That's why we sort of chant the Ashamnus because there's supposed to be a little bit of the we're sorry, but we're it's still an excitement. There's still a little bit of an excitement to clean up to to get focused to. To have another chance in the shot. All right. Hey, watch it, Charlie. Nobody mourns like the Ashkenazim. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see people have trouble celebrating? That's us. <laughs> uh, yeah. now, now, now I'm going to get yelled at all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the you, you understand the point that the gentleman was trying to make. I mean, obviously absolutely. you understood. Yes. And, and he's absolutely right, and, and it's the right point. And I think it's the point that all of us need to have. And this is why I'm so excited to be able to be part of your network because you get it and, and you broadcast it, which is you cannot go into this period of time with this, you know, head down, I'm totally scared, I can't wait for it to be over. The whole, like, you know, I can't wait for the last Ladovid, you know, and then I'm free again mentality <laughs> is so, you know, last over. Like, it's over. You can't live that way. I mean, it's just, we live in a world where you can really understand it. And even if you look at Chazal, the, the the number one adage that they use, the acronym that's like their tagline for this period of time is love. And we did a video on that because people just it's you can you can miss it so easily and miss a real opportunity to to become a, a better person every year through positivity and not through negativity. All right, you're starting to transform me. Okay, you're starting. It's going to take a <laughs> long time. But we're we started. Yeah, we're, we're getting started. All right, Charlie Harari is with us. And by the way, we'll have a chance to explore more of topics like this with him because we hope to present Charlie in a in a whole variety of uh, of ways when it comes to all the wonderful spiritual material that he speaks about. But why have we renamed? Why have we now gone ahead and established the name of the boardroom for what you do Thursdays at nine a.m. right after JM and the AM? So Thursday mornings are taking a little bit of a shift in terms of the program. Uh, what we're doing with the Book of Life, which we had for two seasons, the Book of Life was a show really about life and spirituality. What we're going to try to do with that show is turn them into segments. And so throughout the season, we'll have specific sort of specials that are Book of Life specials. Maybe we'll have them before, you know, the, the, uh, the Yom Narayim, we'll right. have them maybe during Hanukkah. Right. And then as the year goes by, we'll identify sort of areas that are targeted spirituality, life growth, maybe marriage and dating, maybe uh, raising children, and really create segment shows. And that's really the transition of the Book of Life. But what I found over the summer and last year is a lot of people are looking for 
more advice with regards to career, business, um, uh, being more effective, sort of nonprofits that are trying to learn how to get their product out and people that are out in the field trying to learn how to be better at getting things done. And sort of the concept around it really is business. Business is really sort of the collective group of people trying to accomplish something. And so what we thought was we're going to actually create a business show. It's not. It's a Jewish business show, and the people that are really part of it is Jewish. But it's a show that people can listen, turn into, and can get real advice and wisdom and ideas with regards to their life through the lens of a career or a business or a project or a product. And what we're doing with the show, which is going to be really exciting, is we're actually going to be introducing a whole bunch of small segments. And we're going to have different experts from all over sort of call in and every week differently. And over the course of the year, people can really follow the segments. So today, for example, we're going to have a segment of In the News. So people that are, you know, hearing things going on in the news from a business sense, I have a, someone coming in to talk about that. We'll have a segment on social media. We'll have a segment on investments. We have a segment on sort of life bits, sort of had a small business advice, we'll have a management tips segment. And what we're going to be doing on the show is really sort of putting them into small segments and over the course of a year really giving, trying to give people a business sort of education through the radio. Tremendous, absolutely tremendous. A great approach, wonderful concept, fantastic format. A lot of people will gain a lot, to say the least, and the shorter segments will be, I'm sure will you know, a lot of them will go viral and... Uh, and uh, proved to be very effective and helpful for a lot of people. By the way, I want to give a special shout-out to our friends at Corin Publications. They are, again, helping to sponsor our programming, and in this case, um, uh, the boardroom with Charlie Harari. We've got a... Uh We've got a, uh, a, a an outfit that has a tremendous amount of uh, Jewish education behind it that you're going to be uh, uh, featuring. So we uh, give them a big yep. shout-out and a big thank you. And um, and we wish you the best of luck. It's, it looks like it'll be at another... A uh, great season, and uh, the Book of Life archives are available uh, on our app and on our website. And now the boardroom every Thursday morning at nine o'clock, you could hear live, and obviously through the archives, and uh, uh, they sit there forever, everybody. So it's a, a wonderful opportunity to check out what Charlie Harari has to say when it comes to business and business life and business news that's happening around the world. Uh, I thank you. I thank you for uh, continuing this endeavor and for kicking off this brand new concept. And yes, before the, uh, I would assume at some point before the high holidays, we'll ask you to inspire us again uh, through this program and uh, through other means as well in our network. So I thank you for all that, Charlie Harari. Thank you. It's an honor to be part of it. Appreciate that. Good luck today. Charlie Harari, hear him right after JM and the AM, right before Miriam L. Wallach, between 9 and 10 this morning. On jmtheam.org. Plenty more coming up. Here's Eitan Katz. I can't express how much Hakar Satov I have to you, wonderful Cheva, for coming out tonight. <laughs> Let's sing one more niggan. Let's sing one more niggan. Mamish, close your eyes. The sound crew, the video crew. The photo crew, everyone here working, stop working for a second and close your eyes and dive in with us. (laughs) 
David Gabe, that's a listener request, Brumo Lum, from the um, Eretz Yisrael CD. Uh, before that, Maishi Menlo, it's brand new from the Sheer Double CD with Ve'i Rastich. 
You heard the Maccabees and Nachamu, a wonderful medley. And Ani Mamin done by Eitan Katz here at JM in the AM from his Live in Yerushalayim CD. 18 minutes before 9 o'clock, coming up at 9, it's the boardroom with Charlie Harari. Brand new season of our great programming on our stream at jmtheam.org. I thank Charlie for joining me earlier. Don't forget tonight, 6 p.m. with Spin Class. It'll be Michael Fragan on our stream at jmtheam.org. Coming up at 10 o'clock this morning, Miriam L. Wallach in her season premiere of That's Life. <laughs> I'm laughing only because um, it should be a very interesting show and possibly a very humorous show. Well, this is not the humorous part. Uh, toward the beginning of the show, she's going to be speaking with a um, uh, with an author of a brand new book which really gives um, amazing insight into what's happening out there regarding uh, the world of academia and its attitude toward Israel. Uh, Dr. Nora Gold will discuss her latest book, um, and you'll hear how uh, the book, the release, is almost prophetic. Also, outgoing national president of Amuna, Fran Hermes, is going to be joining Miriam. Then it gets uh, a little interesting because Miriam Wallach on the streets of Manhattan, live during the show, is going to be taking the ALS Ice Water Bucket Challenge. Uh, on the streets of Manhattan, you'll hear it live, I guess around 1040 Eastern Time, I guess around there. I think I'm supposed to be doing the play-by-plays. I will not be on the street as it's happening. I'll just be looking from above. Who gets the privilege of actually dumping the water on her? I don't know. I don't even know if that's been decided yet. I think Frank from Frank's Bike Shop should do it. But anyway, that's my opinion. He's sort of like the mayor of the block, so he'd be the one that I would choose. But anyway, um, that's all happening today between 10 and 11. We'll do live lunch between 11 and 1, and then Mark Zamek and Leo Razamek will host an NSN Network special. In this case, it's called The Stunt Show. The reason it's a special is because they'll be exploring a whole bunch of brand-new material uh, and um, and some of the uh, older material that has been renewed for another season that's going to be appearing on the NSN Network. Make sure you have our app. Uh, go to the uh, Android or iPhone app store or whatever they call it on Android, I forgot the name, and make sure to um, make sure to uh, install the NSN app so you have it on your phone. Jam in the AM at 16 minutes before 9 o'clock on this Thursday. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honeline as we uh, explore the events of this week, and there's a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Boys, there are a lot to talk about. Malcolm Honeline tomorrow, 7.40 in the morning for the weekly update. We'll go through as much as we can regarding the news of this week, and there has been a lot of news. A lot of sad news, uh, some good news, I guess. Uh, We'll do all that tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in. Yeah, if you're a school teacher, by the way, whose um, interests include current events, modern Jewish history, etc., etc., you may want to uh, recommend to your students... Uh, they tune into the weekly update, not necessarily live. It can be done in archive form. We also have a podcast of it, which I'm sure the kids today would be uh, most appreciative of. <laughs> they get to uh, they get to do it through a podcast. Um, so maybe recommend it and make it part of your uh, of your weekly update. Make it part of what you're presenting to your students on a weekly basis. I think that would be a really good idea. Yaakov Shweki joined us yesterday. If you missed any of that conversation, check it out in the archive section at jmnam.org. It was a, I thought, a really 
beautiful conversation in that we touched on a whole bunch of incredible themes from Israel from this past summer. Really nice material. Here is Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM.
Michal Przanski, brand new from Prus Volume 4, Prus Control. Yaakov Shweki's Ach Sameach in there. Seven minutes before 9 o'clock, brand new material from Yossi Green wraps up a Thursday for us at JM in the AM.
Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Charlie Harari is next with the boardroom, and then Miriam L. Wallach and That's Life coming up between 10 and 11 on our stream at jmtheam.org. More tomorrow morning starting at 6 a.m. Don't forget Malcolm Holmline will join us at 7.40 tomorrow morning for the weekly update. If you're anxious to know uh, what you need to know about this crazy world of ours, tune in tomorrow morning. Why not? <laughs> Have a fabulous Thursday. <laughs> Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.